Welcome back, everyone. I am Nicole Edelman. This is True Story, powered by the Institute of Documentary Film. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Tomasz Kratochwil, the director of Pongo Calling. This is a beautiful film. I had the pleasure of watching it, and I want to really explore it and talk with you and share this movie with our listeners. I had the opportunity to watch the trailer um, with uh, Radim, your producer, back in our, our a previous True Story episode. And I would love to hear how you were brought on the project initially and what the project means to you. Okay. The beginning of the project was in 2016 when uh, Brexit came. And I thought that uh, it will be an issue for Czech and Slovak Roma people living in, and working in uh, Great Britain. And I thought that it will cause their comeback from Britain to EU. And I thought that it will be interesting to see how will they live in new conditions or in old conditions because uh, the society in Britain is really different. So I thought it will be like new impulse, like comeback of elites of uh, Roma community. But we find out that nothing happened because these people were working in Great Britain and uh, they were given um, citizenship and most of them already had double citizenship like Czech and British. So actually they did not come back. So we focus and we decided with Radim Prochaska that uh, we will make a film about a family living in UK and comparing the conditions for example, in schools, in work, everyday living in Britain and in Czech Republic from the point of view of Roma community. Is that how you learned of Stefan Pongo and his work? The first contact uh, did uh, Stefan. He asked me on Messenger if I'm in Manchester, sometimes I should visit him because he saw one of my previous films so he contacted me somewhere in 2015. And uh, when I was traveling through UK and looking for characters, I visited him. I stayed for several nights and I realized that they are the characters of my film. Hmm. It's definitely an intimate look into his family, the family dynamic that he has established in the UK. Uh, there's a lot of discrepancy between his life and the life that he left behind. And uh, he's an advocate for progress, progress and change. He's a very inspiring character. And I know also recently we lost him. So can you speak to your relationship with the Pongo family? It was great relationship. They were behaving like if I'm the member of their family. Uh, so... It was very pleasant. It was uh, me and sound engineer. We were just two in the crew. And I had uh, different guys because it was not possible to travel every time with the same sound engineer. And every time I got a new guy, he was like, wow, I'm so surprised. This is very nice shooting. 
no stress, no traveling, no hard work. We are just sitting on sofa drinking coffee and talking. And from time to time, I, I said like, stop, 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 stop talking. Let's let's go to make a film. And me and sound engineer, we hide somewhere behind the TV or in the corner of the room. And I said, okay, let's go, continue. And that's how the film was made. Very simple. <laughs> simple and intimate. And you really get an opportunity to watch him in his life, uh, see how hard he works. And more than anything, I saw how much of a deep thinker and a deep feeler and a deep activist he was. He starts a, an organization called the Czech Republic Slovak Roma Union. And especially now that he has passed away, can you speak to how that organization is hopefully flourishing in his stead? Stefan, he was a great uh, talent. He was able to speak using the simple language, but uh, speaking very in a very good way about difficult political issues and social issues. So... Me personally, I learned a lot from him. He gave me a lot of arguments uh, when I'm speaking with uh, someone who is racist. And Pishta, he did a lot of things. And uh, I'm very, very sad that he passed away because he was young. He was 15 and he could do much more. And to be honest, Czechoslovak Roma Union, the organization he founded, it still exists and some of the members are active, but I think it needs a new leader, someone who will be the heart of the organization. And uh, they miss Pishta a lot. So I'm still waiting what will be in the future with this organization. They do something, small things, but you can watch it. They are online on Facebook and they have the web page. So everybody can see, everybody can help. But it's not the same like when Pishta was alive. The vim and vigor that this man had for his cause. And really, the film moves very well. It's very wonderful and easy to watch. It's very engaging. And it speaks to how he was raised... I guess, believing for a while that humiliation is part of life and then wanting to raise his children to believe otherwise. Really inspiring. He did seem to sacrifice quite a bit for his cause, family and even his health, but for the greater Romani people. And I can imagine that there's very large shoes to fill now that he's passed away. What's going on with the settlements? What's the recent news regarding the settlements in Slovakia that are, that you speak to, that you show in your film? There is nothing new. They are still there. People are living in the conditions like in the medieval times. Or actually, I love history and I study it a lot. And people in the medieval village were living better than these guys. And it's going worse and worse because they have a lot of children. It's common in every slum. Every poor family has a lot of children because it's a hope to have a lot of children. So they have. And there are more and more people growing without education, without being part of our civilization. And it will be a big, big problem in the future. 
Can you speak to that hope? Knowing the Romani people, what is that hope? Actually, I don't, I don't know if I see any hope. That's uh, why I'm a little bit tired of uh, this uh, issue. And I'm really thinking about if I want to do another film about uh, Roma issue, because um, I'm doing it for 10 years and I see no progress. I, I can't speak about hope. This has been a huge theme in your life and your work. What brought you to it originally? Originally, it was 10 years before when I was a friend with several people from the DAMU. It's University for Actors. Mm -hmm. And they had a project. They had a chariot and a horse. And they were traveling through uh, the slums in uh, north of Czech Republic. Uh, playing Shakespeare, Otelo. They called it Otelo is Black for Roma people. And it was beautiful. It was my first contact with the Roma community. And uh, I fell in love. And I saw the huge gap between my expectations and the prejudices and between what you see and what you witness when you speak with Roma people. And... Uh, this gap, this uh, paradox was so strong that I was really into doing several films about that. But now, well, now we live in Brno with my family in the neighborhood where are many Roma people. Our son is uh, visiting kindergarten with uh, small Roma people. He's only white Czech because the racism of the white children would not be allowed by their parents to visit this kindergarten. So I am still in contact with the Roma community and I like it. It's fine. But I think now I have to say that I'm not going to make another film about uh, this topic. Okay. You need a break. You matter yeah, too. Definitely. Tomáš Kratochvíl is a documentary film director and screenwriter based in Brno, Czech Republic. He graduated from the Faculty of Humanities at Charles University in Prague and also studied for one year at the Department of Film Editing at FAMU. He is the author of several feature films focusing mainly on right-wing extremism in Czech Republic and Central European society and the position of the Czech Roma minority. His feature-length film Czechs Against Czechs has got a special jury mention at Jihlava IDFF 2015. His latest film, Pongo Calling, a Czech-British-Slovak co-production, is the story about a lorry driver who emigrated with his family from the Czech Republic to the UK to protect them from the racial discrimination. The film premiered at Sheffield Dogfest in June 2022 and after that was screened by the Human Rights Film Festival in Berlin, Ihlava IDFF or One World Slovakia and Bratislava in the main competitions. Where can people see Pongo Calling? How can people support you and this film? If you go to Slovakia, you can see it in cinemas. 
In Czech Republic, you have to wait for a while because we will have it on Jeden Svět, One World, in Prague, and after that in the regions. And we also will organize screening in uh, Kadaň, which is uh, Stefan's place, where he has many friends and uh, relatives. So it will be great. And after that, we go to the places where our uh, Roma communities with Congo family, so there will be discussions and uh, I think it will be very interesting. And of course, we will try to get the film to the audience. But on the other hand, I know that people won't go to the cinema to see a documentary and uh, not a documentary about gypsies. So uh, these special events will be very nice, but we can do just several of them because it's very uh, expensive. It's not, yeah, it's it's not easy to organize everything and uh, do the stuff. But after that, it will be in Czech television, and then it depends uh, how they promote it. If they do it well, it can be seen by many many people like thousands of hundreds of thousands uh, but if they put it after midnight and uh, say nothing about it it's uh, worst it's not in my hands i understand i hope if chuck tv is listening that they give it a great slot it's a beautiful film and it's very important his wife in the film is a wonderful character she was my favorite iveta um i know she struggled she struggled with with being supportive as well as wanting to ground the family and have him have a healthy work-life balance, which seemed to be a massive struggle for them. Can you speak to what it was like getting to know her? We were very lucky to have Iveta as a, a protagonist of the film because before this struggle started, we were not sure what is the drama of the film. <laughs> My dramaturgists, they told me, we have to see uh, the Pishta, the Stefan's motivation. Ask him, why is he doing that? But he he was not used to speak about himself. So I was not able to focus on this motivation. And when he started to be a little bit addicted to Facebook and spent a lot of time there, and Eveta got angry. And when these things started to happen, Paradoxically, I was uh, happy because I had drama. And this situation when Iveta is taking the control and she finds the balance of Stefan's life, we decided that this is the point, that this is the ending of the film. And I like it because this uh, issue, finding a balance between uh, personal and family life and public activities, it's also my issue i'm also looking for some balance uh so you struggle with this personally you're saying <laughs> yes <laughs> so i like this line of the film yeah it was very honest very beautiful very human and uh as a viewer you feel her she just wants to spend quality time with her husband she wants him to feel free to dance with her in the kitchen Very, very lovely, very um, honest and real. Um, I'm sad, admittedly, after knowing he passed away. Uh, I know you could see the, the 
and feel the closeness of his family, let alone the community that that um, that he impacted. So um, if you see her, please send my regards and my condolences to the family. And please I share really- with, thank you. And please share with us what then are you thinking about as a next project? Well, I'm focusing now on two themes. One is environmental because uh, I have the experience that uh, if you do a small short film, for example, for TV, and only a few people see it, anyway, you can change things. But very small things, for example, some area in the landscape near the place I live, I see the change. I see the impact of my work, which is great. And uh, another um, thing is that I like history, archaeology, and especially experimental archaeology. And in Czech Republic, we have many, many great people who are doing things in the old way. And I love it. Uh, for example, one uh, friend of mine, the professor of university in Hradec Králové, he's organizing an expedition. It's called Monoxylon. They will sail from Turkey to Greece on the boat, which is made from one piece of wood mm. from the huge trunk of the tree. And they made it by the axis from made of stone. So it's complete experiment how people in uh, Neolith 8,000 or 7,000 years before Christ were traveling from Asia to Europe. And I'm I'm the part of expedition and it will be a great film about uh, this period. I love it. It's so old school. I appreciate <laughs> it so much. Um, very, I'm, very old school. <laughs> very, very old school. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your passions with us. I hear that you need um, to work on projects that where you see the immediate result after 10 years of working on topics that are extremely important and need to be discussed, are just slow in movement, unfortunately. And best of luck with your next project and with your family and finding that balance and support. And Tomasz, thank you so much for being with us at True Story. We're going to wrap up now. Tomasz Kratochil, thank you so much from Pongo Calling. I am Nicole Edelman, and this is True Story. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Nicole. It was a pleasure. Thank you. My pleasure as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.